Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. We are finally getting onto the FCA Renault deal. For those of you who still don't know, and yeah, it was kind of a convoluted mess, especially now that we know that the deal has fallen flat. Yes, if you didn't know, the deal has fallen flat. I don't know how you could have missed it. It was kind of everywhere, but yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about this. And all all the links I'm gonna be reading are gonna come from one Mopar thread from a member called Alex B, who thankfully, they, they didn't really compile everything into one thread, that's just kind of how it happened. Everything is now compiled into one thread. So I'm gonna be reading from here. But apparently, so the merger was supposed to be a long-term merger. It will long-term turn into a merger of FCA, Renault, and Nissan and Mitsubishi. After announcement of a partnership between FCA and Renault, the next step is for the French government to sell its Renault stock to Exor, then a FCA rental merger will be the last step in FCA. Sorry, will be the last step. It's, it's, it's formatted really weirdly. But anyway, yeah, that's kind of it. So then, any other sources? There were some for a while. Anyway, so if you're wondering whether or not they were going to bring Renault to the U.S. with this merger, most likely that won't happen. Because Renault is strong in Europe, Russia, North Africa, and South America. FCA, or FCRA as it would be called, would become very strong with addition with Renault as an addition. Also, they could put more pressure on Nissan on total acquisition or maybe buy out. Nissan is strong in some markets where both FCA and Renault are weak. So yes, this could be a dream merger, but only if X or take control. Because let's think. I think Jeep may or may not be in Russia. I don't think Chrysler is. But let's continue to look at the other markets. Chrysler don't... Well, Chrysler and Lancia, let's not forget. Chrysler and Lancia, I don't think are honestly all that strong in Europe. And Renault has a sort of minivan. Jeep does better in Europe. I'm not sure if that's really saying that much, though. They have North Africa and South America. Now, in South America, Fiat does really, really well. I mean, surpri maybe not surprisingly well, but GM was the only one ahead of Fiat in South America. Fiat was the number two. They were what GM arguably is in America. And now that GM messed up something in South America, F uh, Fiat is now the number one brand. So Renault's also strong in South America. As far as North Africa, I have no idea about the sales in North Africa. But it is it is rather interesting that Renault is strong in North Africa. I, I, honestly, I just kind of wouldn't expect any brand to be all that strong there. But the fact that Renault is of all brands is really interesting. But now North Africa is definitely not a plan. Jeep might sell some vehicles in North Africa. I don't know, but I know... I'm pretty sure that the rest of FCA, this side of Fiat, probably doesn't sell anything in North Africa. So having Renault there would definitely help. Let's see if that Bloomberg... Okay, yep, there we go. So let's read this for a few more specifics. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles NV, never seen the MV before, is poised to announce an operational tie-up with Renault SA as soon as Monday. This was May 25th, before I went to San Diego, actually. That could lead to a full merger of the French and Italian-American companies and create the world's third biggest automaker. The deal could involve an initial exchange of equity, people familiar with the matter said, asking not to be identified because the discussions aren't public. Renault's existing alliance partners, Nissan Motor Co. and Mitsubishi Motor Corporation, aren't involved, although they would be invited at a later time to join forces with the merged Fiat Renault that people said. So... After, you know, after Fiat Renault, it would almost be like Diamond Star Motors all over again if Mitsubishi was back in the fold, but anyway. The talks with Fiat have moved ahead without Nissan, Renault's 20-year partner, illustrating the intense pressure facing automakers to combine efforts and investments as sales 
flagging the world's biggest car market and the push toward uh, towards electrification intensifies. A French drive to forge closer ties with Nissan, which has resisted proposals to, proposals to join with Renault in a holding company structure, has been put on hold, the people said. Talks between Fiat and Renault have accelerated in recent days as negotiators found a way to structure a deal, the people said. Reynolds' board is scheduled to meet Monday morning. Representatives from two companies declined to comment. Fiat has conditioned the merger talks on Reynolds agreeing not to pursue a transaction with Nissan in the short term, the people said. Exor NV, the investment vehicle of Fiat's founding Agnelli family, owns 29% of Fiat and would become the largest investor in the combined company. Should a deal proceed, Fiat chairman John Elkan, who leads the Agnelli family, would become chairman of the merged company, while Renault chairman Jean-Dominique, sorry if I got your name wrong, Senard would, would become the chief executive officer, the people said. With sales falling in the world's biggest car markets, manufacturers are being pushed by, regula by regulators to electrify and reduce fleet emissions. They've also been forced to spend heavily on self-driving technology or risk getting left behind by new, deep-pocketed companies like Alphabet Inc.'s Waymo. A fiat rental agreement would hold the potential for extensive cost savings in Europe, both through sharing investments and reducing costs in the struggling market. Almost one-third of fiat's global workforce of 198,500 was located in the region at the end of the year, even though the company makes almost all of its profit in North America. Renault, which is 15% owned by the French government, counts on Europe for almost half of its sales. Together, the two companies made about 8.7 million cars last year, which would vault the pair past South Korea's Hyundai Motor, Motor Group and Detroit's General Motors Co. Could just call them General Motors, but whatever. The world's two biggest automakers, Volkswagen AG and Toyota Motor Corp. Corp? Corp? Hmm. Toyota Motor Corp. Each topped 10 million vehicles last year. Renault, with Alliance Partners Nissan and Mitsubishi, also reached this level. Fiat would give Renault access to the North American market while gaining, while gaining clout in Russia. The French automaker's second biggest market with its Avtvaz unit? <laughs> what the mess? Overall, Renault deliveries fell 5.6% to 908,348 vehicles in the first quarter, while Fiat Chrysler sales were down 14% to 1.04 million cars and light trucks. Fiat also held initial talks with Peugeot over PSA Group as it evaluates potential partners, the people said. PSA remains open to opportunities that would create value on a long-term basis, it said in an email. Following sales, you, you can see a trend here, in the three major regions, China, the US, and Europe, have brought fresh urgency to the cause of consolidation championed for years by the late former Fiat chief Sergio Marchione, rest in peace, and disposed Renault-Nissan Alliance chairman Carlos Gozin. Fiat has been seeking a partner in recent months, with talks focused on Renault and PSA. Elkan and CEO Mike Manley have made several trips to Paris since the beginning of the year for business meetings as part of their search for ways to make the car maker stronger, the people said. Renault has been trying to firm up its two-decade alliance with Nissan, which was shaken by the arrest of Gozin last November. Wow, that was that recent? Oof. Over alleged financial misdeeds, his departure surfaced tensions between the partners, with Nissan executives resisting new proposals by Renault to cement ties through the creation of a holding company structure. Renault owns 43% of Nissan, the bigger partner, which in turn owns 15% of Renault with no voting rights. A 2015 agreement granted Nissan guarantees preventing Renault from interfering in its governance 
a move the Japanese car maker considered necessary because the French government is Renault's most powerful shareholder. The French government has been kept abreast of talks between Renault and Fiat Chrysler and will continue the impact of any proposed tie-ups in terms of jobs, industrial footprint, and valuation, according to a person familiar with the matter. French officials would prefer a deal that strengthens the existing rental alliance by bringing in Fiat, and at worst, a deal with the Italian-American car maker would have to be alliance neutral, the person said. Okay, I'm not going to go through the rest of it, because we already have a pretty good idea of what happened, even though if it's in a lot of lingo. So someone else said in this thread, if we're going back to the thread, if FCA is the boss, I might not mind, but I'm not a fan of Nissan or rental reliability, and the last thing I want to see are CBTs investing FCA cars. And then a moderator said, Renault is not keen on using CBTs. Actually, they are pushing, pushing wet DCT supplied by Getrag. And so then someone, the same person actually, James A., asked if this would delay large cars and jeeps. Here, I'm gonna read out my reply. And the reason why I'm kind of reading through some of these comments, some of the more interesting ones, is to try and answer some questions that some people have, especially those that follow FCA relatively closely and were on, or followed Alpar and now on Mopar Deciders, and again, have some questions. Like, for example, could this delay large cars and jeeps? So, this was my answer, and uh, someone else, also answered this question, and I'll read that too. Because I think they've got they've got more insider information than I do. At the very least, they follow it more closely than I have. Mostly because I I uh, get my information from another source. I don't have the information right in front of me. Anyway, so I said, good question. No sarcasm. I've done some reading up on the subject, and three things are becoming more apparent. This looks more this looks more like a FCA Renault deal than an FCA Renault Nissan Mitsubishi deal. Two. Well, I thought Fiat and Renault would be at odds, This that might not be the case. Fiat, in Europe, sells the 500 and Panda in huge numbers. I don't remember the segments exactly, but Renault don't do as well there. Renault, however, do much better in the bigger segments, especially, sorry, specifically with the Megane and Clio. Three, they would get more money from Renault sales. The increased cash flow might be directed to the development of some next-gen cars, and they would also get access to other platforms slash resources and segments FCA US doesn't have cars in. The Renault and Clio are good examples. They're also important. It's not certain that FCA would use the extra money from Renault sales for development of their own cars, or if Renault would agree with that. But as long as the possibility is there, then I'm good with that. On the platform slash resource side, imagine if FCA and Renault made a combined effort to make the next-gen Renegade 500 and Captur, and apparently they're actually in different segments, but I'll modify that and say imagine if they made some next-gen CUVs that were all in the same segment. Anyway, continuing, that would drop the cost to make newer gen versions of all three, and both companies could benefit from the potential profits of those vehicles selling in markets they weren't before. Or in FCA's case, selling in markets with higher sales than before. Apparently I missed the, the in, the in word there. That's unfortunate. For the third part, they might just get the increased cash flow and some resources from Renault. No Renault platforms and little of their resources, but more money. That's not my favorite outcome, but still a plus nonetheless. This merger may delay future product if FCA slash Renault decides to add or send some engineers to a certain project, or, or if, like Toyota and BMW, they need to figure out how to work together for the first few years, especially if they do this while working on an actual prod product. Worse still, if they do this while working on a product that's already well into the into the development phase. And so then, someone else said, there are no synergies with Dodge, Ram, or Jeep. This is a lifeline to Fiat, I'm afraid, and maybe some rebadged Chrysler's that nobody will touch, which I am sure they are already aware of. All I see is an attempt to offload FCA here. 
Now, I, I definitely didn't agree with that, and this was my response. I'm not so sure about that. Let's consider this. In the event that Renegade... Sorry, in the event that the Renegade 500X Tonal, which I forgot, and the Capture all get a next-gen version. Again, they're in different segments, so that wouldn't happen, but you get the gist, and uh, are all developed together. Jeep and Alpha won't have a problem differentiating their cars from the Renault version. The Jeep will still be off-road oriented, and the Alfa Romeo will be the most luxurious and probably the best to drive. More likely than not, that leaves the Renault with being the best value, a place the 500X could also occupy. However, the Capture would be in the way. That leaves the 500X with being the least expensive, which could quickly become a slippery slope into becoming the cheapest in a bad way. All four vehicles are sold in Europe too, so it's not like the 500X can occupy the Renegade space. Perhaps the 500X could be a less expensive Tonal, but Fiat needs a stronger brand vision than that. Sorry, needs a stronger brand vision, vision than just selling less expensive cars with the same attributes. In the event that more platforms are developed where there are a Fiat and a Renault, and at least one other brand, Fiat might find itself struggling to establish what its model is when compared to its sibling. Too much of that, and Fiat might be in trouble. And then the moderator actually replied back to me. This was their response. So they said, I'm not expecting much for a Chrysler brand. Sorry, <laughs> for a Chrysler brand with this merger. But maybe I'm wrong. The actual problem is with EU and US free trade agreements or lack of them. And FCA is lacking of North American capacity for D slash midsize segment, so they would need to rebadge European-made round tailsmen, similar for C slash compact segment. Both Fiat Tipo and Renault began in its sedan form are made in Turkey. Speaking about B slash subcompact segment, Renault is making Clio hatchback and a new generation will go on sale before the end of this year. For Europe, it means that the next generation Fiat Punto will be made. That's a segment where Fiat, where Fiat once was a market leader and the Punto itself, as a grand, as a grande Punto, was the last car in Europe which had overthrown the VW Golf as the best selling car in the EU. Captor? Yes, it's a pure B-segment crossover. No powerful engines, no independent rear suspension, no all-wheel drive is an option. That's not the same segment as for the 500X and the Renegade. They are both in the same, they are both in some form of limbo between B and C segment. There are not many direct competitors except for maybe a new VW T-Roc or Toyota CHR. They are platform mates for a Jeep Compass. And that leads us to the Alfa Romeo Tonal. The Tonal is a proper C-segment model as is the Compass, as I know handling will be improved by more than one update. One update should be wider tracked in comparison to the Compass, around two, point, around two inches wider to be precise. Renault counterparts are the Renault Kajar, which has twin brother in Nissan Rogue Sport, which is also known as the Qashqai, or as I like to say, the Sushi in Europe. Some, so some platforms will die. We don't know what will replace them. What will replace them? It will not be imminent. On engine front, it's different. Renault has 1.8 liter turbo. FCA has a 2 liter turbo. I can see that 1.8 liter turbo as thing of the past, or maybe they will revive the one revive the 1.6 liter turbo. I don't know. For smaller engines, it's different. Both Renault and FCA have an all-new small turbo 1 liter and 1.3 liter engines. It would be a hard call. For diesel, Renault 1.5 got an update while 1.7, 1.75 to be precise, precise, is a new one. They've updated the 2.0, but FCA has an all-aluminum 2.2 liter as is used for Alfa Romeo and Jeep Wrangler, and the Jeep Wrangler, I should say. So I can see death of some diesels, and yet again, bigger ones will, most certain, will almost certainly be from FCA. For six-cylinder engines, it's, it's no contest. 
Renault has nothing while FCA has a 3 liter V6 diesel. Maserati and Alfa Romeo use a V6 90 degree engine. And in the future, while FCA US brands will, will use the upcoming GME T6 inline 6 engine. On a hybrids front, they might they may merge efforts and add Reynolds' new HEV technology, which was not previewed by FCA. FCA will certainly provide FEV for rear-wheel drive-based vehicles, but could do the same for front-wheel drive-based vehicles, as I'm not aware on any Renault project on that front. For a mild hybrid, that's what MEV is, FCA has the BSG system, but P2MEV, which is at the more advanced end of the development by FCA, and we can see it on, a, on the road in a year and a half. Renault also has some projects on that front, so they could merge it. Sorry for all the weird sentence structure that I was reading it how it was written, so. So basically, from their response, the 500X and the Renegade don't occupy the same space as the Captur like I originally thought. However, the Tonal and the Compass do occupy a similar space to the Renault Kajar and the Nissan, the Nissan Qashqai in Europe, but what's now called the Rogue Sport here. So, if I modify what I was saying earlier, well, imagine if they made a Tonal and a Compass and a Kajar, all, you know, all of them, if they developed all those at the same time, and then Fiat had something comparable to that. Which, you could argue the closest thing that they've got right now is the 500L, and I, and I don't even know what market that's in, but I can tell you which one's going to come off worse if, that, if it's in a similar market. It's the 500X. That thing is wild. I think it's wildly unpopular. At the very least, I don't think it's been selling all that well. But yeah, and so then you have the engines. So for small engines, that's where things actually do get tricky because Renault and FCA have similarly sized turbos. But for anything, for anything above a four-cylinder and small diesels, FCA has got Renault beat because they have the V6, we have Hemis, we have diesel V6s, we're getting a straight line six. So there would be some level of overlap that would need to happen. There would be some level of overlap that would need to happen. I just passed an article and it said that on the thread that Nissan saw no major downside with this merger. So that was something that happened. That was, it was either the 29th or the 28th. I didn't see the timestamp. And so Billy, the moderator, said, let's not forget that this merger has nothing to do with North American business. Even if this new company will be in alliance with Nissan Mitsubishi, they they will be competitors on the market and they will fight for, e for each customer. Same in Europe, but in Europe, it will be different between Reynolds and FCA's brands, and they will act as one company in development, which can't be said for an alliance where currently both Reynolds and Nissan have veto right and can choose to develop or purchase different technologies. Kind of sounds like they're, uh, sounds to me like Renault and Nissan are in an alliance sort of in name and finances only. That's what that sounds like to me. So here is some news from the 29th of May. Peugeot chief sees Fiat deal its virtual takeover of Renault. Fiat, Chrysler, Automobiles, and B plan to merge with Renault SA drew criticism from the French carmaker left on its own group PSA. That contrasts with backing for the deal from investors and governments. In a memo sent to top officials of the, P of the Peugeot owner on Monday, CEO Carlos Tavares, sorry if I got your name wrong, highlighted risks to the proposal. Renault was chosen mainly because its value was depressed by the troubled alliance with Nissan Motor Co. following the Carlos Ghosn affair, according to the memo. Paris-based PSA held talks with Fiat earlier this year on potential collaboration. 
The transaction proposed by Fiat Chrysler therefore seems particularly opportunistic, largely to its benefit, the note said, while acknowledging potential for savings. For Renault, this may be an asset in discussing in discussions with Nissan, but it could also weaken the alliance or even lead to an unwinding. A spokesperson for PSA declined to comment. For Tavares, Fiat's decision to pair up with Renault represents a missed opportunity. Since arriving in 2014, the 60-year-old executive, a former protege of Gozen at Renault, has turned around a struggling PSA by focusing relentlessly on efficiency and scale. He held talks with Fiat earlier this year to build a new super platform before the Italian automaker company slipped into the arms of Renault. Now Tavares may be left with options such as a potential tie-up with Jaguar Land Rover. More than three-quarters of PSA's revenue comes from Europe, where automakers face a consumer slowdown and a squeeze on profit margins from stricter emissions re- from stricter emission regulations. At the Geneva Car Show in March, it looked like Fiat and PSA would pair off. Tavares and his counterpart at Fiat, Mike Manley, spoke publicly about the desire to participate in consolidation, but Fiat chairman John Elkan wasn't convinced. A deal with PSA would rely on disruptive and politically unpalatable unpalatable job cuts, while Renault, based in the Paris suburb of, I can't even pronounce it, I'm sorry, offered a more advanced program for electric cars and greater access to Asia through Nissan. Renault's share price has hovered near five-year lows, according to the memo, which, echoing some analysts, contend the carmaker's market value is negative after stripping out its 43% Nissan stake and banking business RCI. Renault's current valuation largely explains Fiat's interest in a merger. It said, calling the deal a virtual takeover Renault by Fiat. Relations between Nissan and Renault have been strained since the arrest of Alliance leader Gozen in November. Recently, Nissan Nissan pushed back against a Renault plan to join together under a 50-50 holding company structure. Should the alliance break up, Renault may end up unwinding its Nissan stake under particularly deteriorated conditions, the memo said. The Franco-Italian tie-up bears management and governance risk, risks, along with the possibility of antitrust remedies, according to the note. The transaction will open a period of fragility for the various actors, it concluded. So if you're wondering what all that means, someone summed it up really nicely. Sounds like Mr. Perjo has hurt feelings. <laughs> And then more info from this moderator. They Billy does a lot of he has a lot of information regarding the European side of FCA's operations. That's why there's a lot of there's a lot of comments from him, and a lot of them are really good. Anyway, the new company will have 20% less platforms according to FCA's proposal. It will be interesting to see which will be axed. My money is on Grand Caravan, WK, and CSW from FCA's side. And then a friend of mine asked what some of these platforms meant because he didn't he didn't quite know. So if you do, if you don't know what the CSW, which is the compact US com, basically compact US wide, and then the WK, which is the Grand, which is the Durango and the Grand Cherokee, and then Grand Caravan is its own platform apparently. So here's some information he gave on the first case. For, for Grand Cherokee and Durango. As we know, Grand Cherokee and future three-row unibody Jeep will move to Giorgio, while Durango could be in borrowed time before the switch to a new platform, whether it's unibody or body-on-frame design. 
A-F-A-I-K. I don't actually know what that one means, but anyway. Only one vehicle in the U.S. is built on the CSW platform, and it's a Cherokee. And only one additional in the whole world, which is the Jeep Grand Commander. That one's actually sold in China, and it has a big overhang like the Cherokee does. Yes, we may say that Pacifica is also on CSW, but due to a large difference in width, it's most likely not possible to make it alongside Cherokee and Grand Commander. I would say it's a CSW evolution. I forget one more platform from FCA's side that's an LLX and Maserati derivatives. It will not be around forever, and it's clear that Maserati will introduce Giorgio in the future, starting with their D-segment SUV. Classic Ram 1500, that's also one candidate. It will not be around forever, obviously, because now it's the, you know, it's the Ram 1500 Classic. But it still sells, that's why they're keeping it. As does the Grand Caravan, and as does the Journey, funnily enough, and all the tooling for those cars are sold off, so they're, they're pure profit now. I can add some candidates from Renault. For example, rear-wheel drive city car named Twingo, which shares platform with Smart. Dacia models will, which will abandon their version of an old B platform, and which will switch to modular CMF-B. Renault Kango is still using an old C platform. It will switch to CMFB or CMFC slash D. So platform part of the deal and saving, which is 20% of 5 billion euros, will not be that hard to achieve. IMO, it's pretty much straightforward. It's different on the engine front. 30% of current combined engines will die, combined as FCA plus Renault. Don't know about Nissan. They are not directly part of this deal, and they may choose to put veto on some decisions, which they have a which they have the right as part of an alliance. Veto just means that they are not obliged to pursue all technical solutions as Renault. Even now, Nissan is forcing CVT and 2-liter turbo with variable compression, while Renault has wet DCT transmissions, which they are buying from FCA, and have a 1.8-liter turbo engine. And then I think this is some bad news. The French demands, cha French demands challenge FCA and Renault deal push. It's understandable that the French government is pushing here and there. But FCA probably isn't ready to reopen the whole deal. One close, one source close to the tie-up talk said, If it drifts back towards a quasi-French nationalist business, things may start to fall apart. In Italy, where the government has consistently said it supports the deal, Deputy Prime Minister Matteo Salvini's right-wing league party expressed annoyance with the French position. France should sell its stake in Renault to meet EU deficit limits rather than seek more influence. The party's economic spokesman, Claudio Borgi, sorry if I got your name wrong, said, By what right, in the Europe of liberalism and private privatizations, can the French state n negotiate seats on the board of a car company? FCA and Renault have also stressed that they want to preserve the Renault-Nissan alliance, already strained by the arrest and ouster of Chairman Carlos Cusco. That's another thing you see a lot of. They keep beating the dead horse. We know he's out. We know he was a bad boy, but I don't want to hear more about this Carlos Gozen character, who is now facing trial in Japan on financial misconduct charges he denies. Nissan CEO Hiroto Sakaiwa, and I think this guy was, I, I think I saw his name on the news. He is Carlos, he is Gozen's protege, so to speak, er, so to speak. Forgive me, but I would keep a close eye on him. This person said on Monday that the automaker would conduct a fundamental review of its relationship with Renault if its tie-up with FCA went through. However, he conceded that FCA's arrival could bring opportunities for further synergies. The claimed 5 billion euros, 5.6 billion, in cost and investment savings would depend partly on FCA access to technology jointly owned by Nissan, executives acknowledge. 
Renault had no comment on Tsukaiwa's statement, but a source close to the French automaker's board said it could have been worse. If you want to say no, you say no, he said. FCA slash Renault bid clears French hurdles as board meets, says some sources. Renault directors were preparing to review FCA's, well, it says Fiat Chrysler, but whatever, FCA's $35 billion merger offer on Tuesday. After the Italian-American carmaker resolved differences with the French government overnight, three sources said. The compromise on French government influence over a combined FCA slash Renault may clear the way for Renault's board to approve a framework agreement beginning the long process of a full merger, unless new issues surface at the meeting. France, Ronald's biggest shareholder with a 15% stake, had been pressing for its own guaranteed seat on the new board and an effective veto on CEO appointments. But after late-night talks with FCA chairman John Elkan, the French government has accepted a compromise that would see it occupy one of four board seats allocated to Renault and balanced by four FCA appointees, the sources said. Renault would also code one of its Sorry, would cede one of its two seats on a four-member CEO nomination, nominations committee to the French state, they said. Renault and FCA and the French government all declined to comment on the discussions. Apparently, Italy's open... Well, they were open to taking stake in FCA's tie... Oh, well, FCA-Renault tie-up. Italy would be open to taking a stake in the proposed merger between Renault and Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. As long as the deal triggers economic benefits for the company, a government... Undersecretary said, Our government is open to investment, provided that this brings a positive impact in terms of economic growth and jobs for our citizens. The rightist league's Michelle Garissi, who works at the Economic Development Ministry, told Bloomberg when asked about Italy investments in the possible new entity. The merger would see the French state stake halved to 7.5%, which in principle is not against our view, she said. And some more news. FCA and France reached a tentative deal on Renault merger. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles has reached a tentative ag agreement with France on the terms of its proposed merger with Renault. Two sources told Reuters, as the French carmaker's board met to consider the bid late on Wednesday. The French state, which owns 15% of Renault, had been seeking more influence over the merged company, firmer job guarantees, and improved terms for Renault shareholders in return for blessing the $35 million tie-up. Sorry, billion, 35 billion tie-up. Renault, FCA, and the French government all declined to comment on the ongoing board discussions. The new understanding between Paris and FCA, nine days after the Italian-American carmaker pitched its offer, does not mean that Renault board approval is automatic. The two sources close to the, t close to the talks also cautioned. Renault directors meeting at the company's headquarters outside Paris may decide on Wednesday whether to approve a memorandum or understanding or framework agreement that would begin the long process of a full merger. FCA has been locked in talks with FCA and the French state over its bid to create the world's third biggest car maker. France has broadly welcomed the deal, on the condition it guarantees Reynolds' domestic blue-collar jobs and plants. And then, another person that I, I, I love reading their comments, mostly because they're kind of a lot like me, <laughs> said, So, as a racer, three of my favorite racing marks will all be together. Mopar, Nissan, Renault, Alfa Romeo, Lances, and Maserati. What is Lances? Anyway, maybe they meant Lancia. Anyway, Renault F1 is the former Lotus F1 team. Nissan is legendary in racing circles. They race to win, period. This is so mind-bogglingly beautiful. I am losing my mind. Total freakout mode. So how much bleed-over will there be in terms of racing? Ferrari is separate, but supplies F1 entrance to the new 
Alpha labeled effort, which is just Sauber. Is there room for two F1 teams in the house, Alpha and Renault? And to a lesser extent, Ferrari? What about Nissan? Any series they choose to contest, they dominate. They are fierce. Losing is not an option for them. Racing is war to Nissan. Then there is the whole rallying thing. Lancia, Mitsubishi, and Renault are rally legends. Between them, nobody has more wins or championships. If they appoint an F-C-A-R-N-M racing czar, tell them that I would love to work for them. I am losing it over here. And then he made a joke later. He said, FCA sent a letter to GM. Hey, Mary, remember our offer? Yeah, forgot about it. From what I've heard, FCA work... And this is... Sorry, this is from Billy, the moderator. From what I've heard, FCA workers in Italy has have received an email where it says that Manly will have a press conference tomorrow. From my side, I always loved Italian cars, namely Fiat and Alfa Romeo. Ferrari is something else, out of reach. Lantia is a car for old farts, with Delta as an exception, but only first-generation ge- first Delta. Usually, Lantia's qualities are not in common with the Italian car industry. No wonder that it always had the least popularity in sales outside of Italy when we took it as a percentage of total sales. Old Chrysler was nice. Back at the time of the 300M, in my opinion... Or sorry, back at the time of the 300M. In my opinion, it was the most European car from the US. And Jeep is Jeep. It's something special. We in Europe are calling every SUV crossover a Jeep. And finally, Renault. The most desirable French brand. At least it is for me. And I like their RS models. As I said, I like the more than PSA brands and all German brands. So this merger is perfect for me. Almost no brand which I don't like. And all are very high on my list. And so... What we're going to do now, because there's just a few, there's one in the middle, it's really not important. But now we come to the unfortunate conclusion, I've basically given it away in saying that. But Fiat withdraws merger bid after Renault delays decision on combination. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles NV withdrew its plan to merge with Renault SA after the French carmakers board failed for a second day to reach a conclusion on the proposal. According to people familiar with the matter in this and that was Bloomberg. Here's another one. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles NV has withdrawn its proposal to merge with Renault SA after the French automaker's alliance partner, Nissan Motor Co., refused to back the deal, according to people familiar with the matter. Nissan's two representatives on Renault's board were withholding support late Wednesday as other board members prepared to vote in favor of the $40 billion merger, the people said. The planned abstinence abstentions raised doubts about Nissan's commitment to preserving the alliance if the merger were to proceed. According to Morgan Stanley, value of Renault without alliance is just 4 billion euros. No wonder that Elcam withdrew an offer. That's sad. So then, Mopar22, an active member, said, guess Nissan was more involved than than everyone thought, eh? Or eh? (laughs) Indirectly, it depends on how much Renault values. Without alliance, it's much less than FCA, and in that case, the 50-50 merger offer doesn't make sense. It should more be like 80-20 offer, lol. And then he went back and said, either way, Nissan had more say than what anyone else thought, so FCA decided to pull out before it becomes a bigger mess. Then Billy replied, FCA would make would maybe take a risk, but French government wanted Nissan as a member of alliance of the alliance, because it was not granted. French government has proposed merger decision, after which FCA withdrew merger offer. We now have a post on the whole withdrawal. The board of Fiat Chrysler Automobiles NV. Meeting this evening, well, yeah, NV or FCA. Meeting this evening under the chairmanship of John Elkan has resolved has resolved to withdraw, sorry, to withdraw 
With immediate effect, its merger proposal made to Group Rental. FCA remains firmly convicted of the compelling transformational rationale of a proposal that has been widely appreciated since it was submitted. The structure and terms of which were carefully balanced to deliver substantial benefits to all parties. However, it has become clear that the, that the political conditions in France do not currently exist for such a combination to proceed successfully. FCA expresses its sincere thanks to Group Rental, in particular to its chairman and its chief executive officer, and also to the alliance partners at Nissan Motor Company and Mitsubishi Motors Corporation for their constructive engagement on all aspects of FCA's proposal. FCA will continue to deliver on its commitments through the implementation of its independent strategy. Apparently, the French... Later in the thread, there's some news about whether or not... Well, no, not even about whether or not, but there was some news that the deal is not completely, completely off. They might try to revisit this later. And I severely hope that they do, because I'm much... I am much like Mother. This is a racing dream. And I don't even have a problem with Renault. I like Renault. And I also like Persia, but yeah. Yeah, so France hopes the door is not closed on FCA Renault deal. And then they... And then France seeks to fend off blame for FCA Renault deal collapse. Then Mother goes to explain how Renault is connected. And then he sent a letter. Well, John Elkan sent a letter to FCA, FCA's employees, which basically says, The too long didn't read of that is we tried the merger. It didn't quite work. Now we got to be more committed to it than ever and do things you know, good and great and all that stuff. And I wouldn't say boosting the morale so much. Because they didn't do anything wrong. It's not like Reynolds said, nah, you guys suck. That's not what happened. But yeah, he sent a letter to the employee. And like, yeah, it didn't work out. But we still have good things in the future. Let's just keep pushing. You know, Godspeed. And then, apparently there's an article on Google. And it says, exclusive FCA Reynolds revival may hinge on Nissan stake cut. Yep. So, it's not 100% over. And, just as of 15th of June, the two automotive groups would like to reopen the, ne the negotiating table quickly. Yesterday, Mike Bailey, CEO of Fiat Chrysler, was in Paris and would meet Renault representatives to start a new dialogue. John Elkin, in the first phase, would have decided to not expose himself directly. So, it's not over, over yet. We might end up seeing something, but I'm not so sure it's going to be this year. Although, I would, I'd be very surprised if it took a full year, but hey, we might see something. I'm hoping around the November time. And then, apparently, there was a problem with G with GE as GE aims to slash 1,000 jobs in France to stop the bleeding at slumping power division. And Billy says the merger failed because of this. Nissan was just used as an excuse by French government while they schemed behind the scenes with French unions. And so then he goes on to explain this. As I have said, General Electric has fired more than 1,000 Alstom workers in France at the very same time when FCA made their proposal. This has resulted in more demands from the French government, although they had negotiated all before FCA has made a proposal. FCA has even agreed on some of this on some of these new demands. But then on Wednesday night, Renault, the Renault board voting was scheduled. Nissan representatives were absent and French Union representatives were against. Renault was and Renault was for it. Then it came the French government, who asked to postpone it to at least next Tuesday. They've said it was because of Nissan, while actually it was because of them and their scheming with French unions. They even wanted all an all-new collective agreement. And also France would be a new favorite nation and any loss of job and any loss of job there would be skipped and instead someone in the US or Italy would be fired. All of this was too much for FCA and they pulled out. 
John Elkin, as he has said, just protected interests in FCA's and future of FCA's workers. And there's, I think there's one more. There's one more. And so now you're probably wondering, so what is the too long didn't read of this, of this whole thing? So here's the TLDR. Well, FCA made a merger to Renault, and too long didn't read. It all started with FCA making a merger proposal to Renault. There were a few hurdles. Nissan, Nissan were actually on board with it, and then some valuations, I guess, going through board directors and whatever, going to France, meeting with Renault representatives. France kind of being a thorn in FCA's side throughout this whole proposal, and perhaps being a thorn in even Renault's side, but that's more of a personal opinion than it is a fact. A few a few more hurdles here. Nissan still technically on board. They don't see anything wrong with it. Reports of the intricacies and the complications of this merger that I just went through in long form. And then the deal gets closed. The, Fran- the French government blames Nissan, but it turns out it was the French government that it was their own fault while the deal fell through because... GE fired a thousand workers from some from some factory, I guess, in Alstom, and that would have had negative that would have had negative ramification. Negative. Is there any kind of positive ramification? Either way, it would have had a negative effect on FCA because someone, rather than someone from France being fired for whatever happened there, someone from the U.S. or Italy would have been fired. And so then John Elkan decided to to pull out, and that's why in his letter, because I didn't go through it fully, but he said he was protecting the interests and FCA's employees and all that. And that's, that's the too long didn't read. FCA proposed a merger to Renault. Nissan backed it. A whole lot of hurdles, a lot of ups and downs, a, a very uneasy time, kind of sketchy. And it just didn't, it just didn't work out. But the whole idea is not lost to the, is not lost to the winds of time. They do still want to try and make something work. FCA and Renault do. So there you go. That is the whole FCA and Renault deal. Uh, sorry if it was a bit more lingo than than you were expecting. It was more than I was expecting. But yeah, that's that's the crux of it. There you go. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you do subscribe, hit the little notification bell on YouTube, obviously. Hit the little notification bell. That way, you'll be notified every time we upload. Again, if you listen anywhere else, like, comment, share it. Do whatever to get the visibility up. Thank you for listening. This was again. I was I wasn't on vacation when I first saw this, but I was on vacation while this was happening. I was on a surprise vacation actually, but I was on vacation while this was happening, and I was really hoping. I was really hoping that this would go through, but alas, it hasn't. But the dream is not completely dead yet. Haven't I haven't seen much news from for haven't seen much news regarding it as of late. But again, it's not completely dead yet. So let's just keep our fingers crossed and pray and hope that we actually get a proper FCA and Renault deal because I want to see that mess happen. Especially because now, now Renault RS models would be inc- would be included into Mopar's performance or FCA's I should say performance portfolio. And especially if we got more cars based on Renault, FCA might tap into Renault's ex- well Renault Sports ex- expertise for performance models. I kind of doubt it, but I would still very much like to see that. But yeah, I hope you all enjoyed. That's what happened. This was a really, really big event, actually. It was kind of crazy. Everyone was going nuts. Anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. I'll see you soon.